G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The term low self-esteem wasn't known at the beginning of the 20th century. In fact, in many so-called developing nations, it remains largely an unknown. And yet it's ruining millions of lives around the globe. What is it? How can you overcome it? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take a look at overcoming low self-esteem from a different perspective. The term low self-esteem didn't exist a hundred years ago. It seems that something's happened in the last hundred or so years to change how we see ourselves. The social observer and commentator in me looks at it this way. Over the last hundred years, particularly in the Western so-called developed world, people have become much more individualistic in their thinking. As we've become wealthier, as we're able to afford more and more things that emphasise the individual over the community, our way of thinking has become individualistic. People drive to work alone in cars, whereas a hundred years ago they walked together or they rode in carts together, or more recently they caught public transport together. It always amazes me to see thousands of cars in peak hour traffic, each one with just a single occupant. And because in many places the supermarkets are open 24 by 7, we no longer need to go next door to borrow the proverbial cup of sugar. Because in an economically developed society, as opposed to, say, a subsistence farming society, people are way more self-sufficient. They become less accustomed to thinking as a community and more accustomed to thinking as individuals. Low self-esteem is not a term that's used very much in so-called developing countries because people still rely very much on one another as families and as communities. And so they think collectively. I remember hearing an eminent theologian and social anthropologist from a university in the Philippines speaking, and she made this point. She said, we we don't think individually. We always think collectively. We think in terms of families and communities, not in terms of individuals. So that's one thing. The progressive march of affluence leads to an individualistic view of the world, which knocks away our support peers that uphold our sense of belonging, our sense of contribution, and so our sense of self-esteem in a community context. The second thing is that the more affluent a society becomes, the more emphasis there is on things like materialism, how we look, what we have, how we perform, what we live in, what we drive. So there seems to be this marriage of individualism and expectations that's become a fertile breeding ground for feelings of inadequacy, particularly as we and our children become more and more connected through social media, through mobile phones, so that rather than having our self-worth confirmed in the context of a loving family and an interdependent community, we now see reflections of ourselves in the distorted mirror of individualism and materialism. So that's my take on it. Low self-esteem is a thinking disorder where a person sees themselves as inadequate or unworthy, incompetent, even unlovable. And once a person has that view of themselves in that light, it permeates every thought. They think and behave based on false assumptions, which simply perpetuates an ongoing pattern of self-defeating behaviour. According to dosomething.org, among high school students, 44% of girls and 15% of boys are trying to lose weight. 
Over 70% of girls aged 15 to 17 avoid normal daily activities like going to school when they feel bad about their looks. More than 75% of girls with low self-esteem reported engaging in negative activities like cutting, bullying, smoking, drinking and disordered eating. That compares to just 25% of girls who have normal or high self-esteem. I could go on and on with a whole bunch more grim statistics, but I think you're getting the point. It's a terrible thing, this whole low self-esteem thing. And whilst it's rampant in developed worlds, it's also starting to take hold in developing nations as Western influences of affluence and technology connectivity and, and individualism start to take hold, creating all sorts of intergenerational tensions because parents just don't get it and isolating and marginalising wonderful, beautiful people who until now were cocooned in supportive family and community structures. So what should someone do who suffers from low self-esteem? How, how do you deal with it? How do you get over it? Here are some pointers. The first step is always recognising there's a problem. Admitting to yourself there's a problem. Hey, that takes a lot of courage, especially if the problem is low self-esteem. But if you suffer from low self-esteem, the sooner you take that step, the better it's going to be for you. Because at that point, you're going to need some help. And at that point, at that point of admission, you're going to be open to receive some help. Low self-esteem is not normal. It may be pervasive, it's not normal. It's not what you and I were created for. It's no way to live the sort of life that you're capable of living. The next step is to get connected back into a supportive family and community environment. Now, look, the vast majority of us have a family that loves us. Sure, they're not perfect, but they love us. And, and I understand not everyone has a loving family, but most of us do. And if you do, it's time to reconnect with your family. It's time to talk to your parents. Find out what they think of you. You would be surprised how much they love you, how proud they are of you. Or if they're no longer around, connect with your wife or your husband or your brothers or your sisters or your cousins or your children, whatever it is. It's sad but true that many of us in the developed world have forgotten how to be a family. And if you don't live in the developed world, hang on to and treasure your family relationships. People who love us are the best ones to give us an honest assessment of who we really are. Come on, none of us is perfect. None of us are good at everything. We all come as a wonderfully unique bundle of strengths and weaknesses. That's fine. For me, the biggest thing for overcoming low self-esteem, which I used to suffer from, that nagging sense of inadequacy and insecurity, was accepting my weaknesses, getting really happy with who I'm not, as much as who I am. There's a huge liberation in that. Huge. Well, we can't be good at everything. The trick is discovering what we are good at, who we really are, and doing those things. And that brings me to my next point. It's then time to live in an interdependent community, in a community where I depend on you and you depend on me. Because you can do things I can't and I can do things that you can't. Hey, when you think about it, that's exactly what makes an economy go round. And it's how communities should work. When we know that we're contributing our little bit to the puzzle to make a community work, all of a sudden we discover our sense of value, our sense of worth. So get connected with family, get connected with community, and finally, and most importantly... Get connected with Jesus, because he made you who you are. He chose the gifts and abilities that you have. And by the way, he also chose the ones that you don't have. He made you wonderfully, beautifully, exquisitely unique. 
Have a listen to what he says about you in his word, the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 4. Now look, there are varieties of different gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. The key point there is that we're all different because God, exercising his sovereign will, chose to give what gifts and abilities to give to you and which ones not to give to you. Who you are is his choice, and that makes all the difference. When we discover who we are and what we're made to do, then all of a sudden we know where we fit into the community, what our contribution is, and it's that sense of contribution that gives us a sense of worth. It's knowing who we are in Christ that gives us the sense of value. Who we're not, what we can't do, is not the ruler against which we should measure ourselves. Who we are, because that's how God chose us to be, that's the true measure. It's pretty obvious when you put it that way. Hey, Jesus didn't die on that cross for you so that you could live the rest of your life being miserable about who you are. Come on, he just didn't. Too many people in this world are carrying way too much weight. And that's led to a global pandemic of metabolic syndrome, diabetes, heart attack and stroke. But it needn't be that way. Armed with a few simple facts, it turns out to be much easier than you might think to lose the weight you need to lose and keep it off permanently. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Five Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off to help you live a healthy life to a ripe old age. You can request your free copy of this booklet right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send this booklet, Five Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off, straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that it'll be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or one 722 415 Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.